Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. The book of Genesis chapter 1. As you're turning there, everyone say beginning. beginning. Come on, turn to your other neighbor, tell them beginning. beginning. We are starting a new year. And as you start a new year, I want you to understand that the great thing about God is God, the first thing God created. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Read this with me nice and loud in Genesis 1, 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What's the first thing God created? If you've been at CWC for a moment, you're going to realize God didn't create the heavens and the earth first. The first thing God created was beginnings, time. Pray with me now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want want to ask you a question. What's the one thing you would change from 2016? There's one thing that you could change from last year. What would that be? One thing that you could remove, one thing that you could have a do-over, one thing that you could say, stop and let me do this again. What is the one thing that you would change from 2016? One of the things I need you to understand is this, is that many times in our lives, things happen in our lives that that we look back and we'd like a do-over. In golf, they call it a mulligan. And I wish that life had mulligans, but I want you to recognize that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that God created a mulligan called beginnings. Say it again, Pastor. God created a mulligan called beginnings. And the first thing that God created was beginning time. Before God existed, there was no time because God existed in eternity. There was no linear time. There was no watch. There was no uh, meet me here tomorrow because God is eternal. The first thing that God created was time. He said in the beginning, everyone say beginning. Beginning. And so I want you to see something. The Hebrew word for beginning here is a noun, and it means first thing or the originating thing, or you can even call it the starting point, if you would. It's used to, to, uh, to, to explain a new year, a, a new season. And whenever you enter into these new things, a, a new time in history, a start of a new kingdom, that word is always used to, to uh, convey the message of a primary thing or a principal thing. And so the Bible says this, in the beginning, everyone say beginning, beginning. in the principle, in the foundation, in the start, in the beginning, God created. I want you to see this, in the beginning, 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 Are you catching this? The starting point, the principal thing, the the, the launching pad, the beginning of all things, the start of anything, the start of all things, in the beginning, God. Now, now the, the writer doesn't take any time to try to convince you that God exists. If you're an atheist, God don't give a rip because he exists whether you believe in him or not. And the great thing about it is this, whether you believe in God or not, God still believes in you. 
Say it again, Pastor. Whether you believe in God or not, God believes in you. God not only believes in you because God believes in you because he created you. He formed you. He founded you. And so God has no beginning. God has no end. Therefore, in order to create a reference point for us, God gives us a beginning as a starting point. Everyone say starting point. And so in the beginning, God, the starting point of all things. I want to give you a principle right now that all things start with God. Dr. Dr. Miles Monroe put it this way. He said, if you were to meet God before anything created or existed, if you were to meet God on the corner of nothing and nowhere, you would have met everything. Because in God, everything was created. In God, everything we see came from him. And so even if you lose everything, you lose your house, you lose your family, you lose your job, you lose your future, you lose your pension, you lose all those things. If you have God, you still have God. That's why the individuals that have it all can still feel empty. Because you could have it all but void of the beginning, God, you could still feel empty. Are you following me this morning? Because God created everything we see out of nothing. Now, now let, let, me, let me just lay this down for you real quick. God created everything out of nothing. Someone say nothing. nothing. So if God created something, everything that we see out of nothing where he just spoke it and it became what do you think he could do with the nothing of your life? Let, let me try this side. What do you think God could do with the nothing in your life? You need to understand that right now, no matter where your starting point is, I don't care where you end in 2016, as you launch off into 2017, wherever you are at right now, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, whether you got a lot of money in the bank or whether you're broke, whether you have a lot of people following you or you have no one following you, the reality is this, God can take your nothing and turn it into something. Everything starts with God. Listen, everything. Great friendships start with God. Great life starts with God. Great marriages, come on somebody, starts with God. A great career starts with God. A great business starts with God. Great families are the product that start with God. Great identities start with God. Great purpose starts with God. Great opportunities are created through God. Great Finishes are started in God. You see, how you start determines how you finish. That's what, what blows me away is so many people want a better new year, but they always end the previous year drunk. That makes no sense to me. I want a great year next year. I want the next year's gonna be this, next year's gonna be that. And you can't even get up in 2017 because. Don't be so loud, man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get healthy. Yeah, you're you're doing your your liver's great right now. You're really in great shape right now. And, and it ne I never I never understood that. It just makes no sense to me that all of us want a new start, want want a new finish, but we don't want to start differently. The principal thing is a starting point. 
And the beginning of all things is God. Listen to me. You might have been successful up to this point in life without God, but can you imagine if you added God to it? Man, you're doing good right now. You imagine if God was actually part of it and blessing it? You imagine if God stepped in and took all that work that you're doing and brought his anointing, brought his power, brought his approval on it? You think you're operating right now. You're you're probably operating at 70% without God. But if you allowed God to step into it, you would operate, uh, all cylinders would be. How many of you have ever had a car that you found out you were driving with a dead cylinder? A couple of you. Now, if you've never had an old car, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. When you lose compression on a cylinder, you can get where you're going. You'll make a lot of noise getting there. <laughs> but, but you'll get where you're going. You're going to burn more fuel, more oil, but you'll get where you're going. And some of you last year, you got to where you're going. The problem is you burnt up a lot of energy and resources getting there. And it's time to, you're wondering, what's missing? It all starts with God. You get your spiritual life in tune. You get your walk with God. Do you realize that you are made of body, soul, and spirit? Every one of you here. Body, soul, and spirit is what you're made of. And so if you're doing good in your body, that means one-third of you is okay. If you're doing good in your mind, that means two-thirds of you are okay. But if you never enlighten your spirit, man, that means you're always going to operate at only two-thirds of your optimum. And so there's a part of you that's operating in dormancy, a part of you that's operating that's dead if your spirit, man, is dead. You see, if you start in... Now, let let me me put it this way. If I were to give you directions on where to get somewhere, you're you're calling me and say, hey, I I need to get to where you're at right now. What's the first thing I need to know? Where you're at, right? Your starting point's important. Where you're at is vital, And if you don't know where you're at right now and you keep fooling yourself every year that I'm okay, that every year that I'm good, that you're good, that my marriage is good, my kids are good, that my mind is good, that my finances are good, that if you don't realize where your starting point is, you're going to start off in the wrong place and you're going to end up in the wrong place all over again. you got to start right. How do we start off right? Is by getting the principal things right in the beginning Everything is found in God. Listen to me. Everything is found in God. Peace is found in God. Healing is found in God. Purpose is found in God. Direction is found in God. Meaning is found in God. Success, freedom, uh, breakthrough, change, legacy. All these things are found in your relationship with God. And whenever you lose that connection with God, you end up losing your ability to produce these things. How do I know this? I know money doesn't solve the problem. I know money doesn't make you happy. Now, I've been rich and I've been poor, and I enjoy rich a whole lot better. Come on, right? Let's just be honest. You know, I've had plenty and I've had lack. And I, I, having, I'd rather be, have plenty and be miserable 
than to be broke and miserable. Come on. Be, being broke isn't spiritual. Because if being broke was spiritual, some of y'all are, you're, you're close to God. Right? How, how do I know this? Because Jesus was able to take what little he had and multiply it. Jesus was able to take a couple fish fillet sandwiches and feed thousands. And then when he was done, he had buckets left over. That's called investment. Knowing when to invest. How to multiply. And then making sure nothing goes to waste after it's done. Listen to me very closely as we start this new year. I'm going to close in a moment. Worship team, if you would help me. There's nothing material that can't be replaced. I said, there's nothing material that cannot be replaced. I love what T.D. Jake says. He, Jake, Jake Smith made this comment. He goes, if you get my money from me, you've gotten the cheapest thing of me. If you've stolen my money, if you swindled me, you took me, or you took something from me, you got my money, you got the cheapest thing from me. Because money is the cheap, I I can make more money. But if you stole my time, I can't make more time. Come on. Material things can be replaced. That's why material things are such a sad goal. Because once you get there, that that. That, that 55-inch television, remember back in the day? That 55-inch television was like the thing. But now all of a sudden you get the thing and someone else come out with the 70-inch. Oh. Still paying on the 55-inch. So you go out and get the 70-inch and then after that they come out with, instead of the 1080p, with the 4K. Gotta have 4K. Then the... Someone bent it. (laughs) I don't know what the bend does, but I need it. (laughs) Then you get these glasses that you put on because you want to have things coming at you in the curve. So we find ourselves pursuing the next thing. But those individuals that have accomplished the next thing will tell you that it was never about things. It's about peace. You've heard it said that money won't buy you a watch, but it won't buy you time. Money will buy you medicine, but not health. Money will buy you a bed, but it won't buy you sleep. Money will buy you sex, but it won't buy you love. And in this year of pursuit, especially in the Bay Area, in the Strilicon Valley, I didn't mispronounce that. In the Strilicon Valley, everyone running after the money, everyone trying to chase the dollar, everyone trying to one up. 
It's not about the things I could get. But it's about who can get you. Who loved you enough to give his life for you? See, Adam and Eve lost it all when they chose to prioritize themselves over God. Eric and I were texting last night and about becoming the best you. You want to become the best you? Make God a priority in your life in 2017. Make God not someone you believe in, but someone you're committed to. You see, I, I, people have called God a crutch in my life. Listen, God's not a crutch. He's a stretcher. I can't even limp without God. I rely on God for everything. He's the one that breathed breath into me. He's the one that formed me out of the dust of the ground and called me out. He's the one that gave me hope when I was hopeless. He's the one that gives life. You see, when you get things out of order like Adam and Eve did, you you end up losing your paradise. And when we get things shifted and you start running after the wrong things, listen, I'm here to tell you this. What good does it do to have a new year if it's the same old you? New year doesn't matter. It's just another change in date. But if it's the same old you and you never change, you're going to go through the same experience over and over. I've heard people say, I've been married for 35 years. No, you haven't been married for 35 years. You've had one experience 35 times. Because you haven't grown. You haven't moved forward. You haven't learned. It's not about longevity in, in, in your marriage. It's not about longevity in your walk with God. It's about growth. So as I close this morning, I want to close with this. How do I create a new me for the new year? How do you have a new you for a new year? First thing, we have, how, how many have cell phones? Raise your cell phones up. Man, back in the day, remember Saved by the Bell? I'm giving up my age, but there was, there was a day not everyone had had. You know, our kids got cell phones. I, I watch, I watch your, I watch Nico on the iPad. I never had an $800 toy and know how to use it. These kids are just, and then. Pastor Nick says that when he calls his wife, he'll delete the call and go back to the game. They know what they're doing. Has any of your products ever not worked properly, froze up or, or something? It's kind, of, kind of, you just get a glitch in it, right? What, what do you do when you get a glitch in that product? Restart it, reboot. How do we get a new you? It's time to reboot you. Like a computer, sometimes we have default settings. Because in each and every one of us, when we were created at the very beginning, we were created for a space that only God could fill. 
And yet we've tried to fill it with sex, with our relationships, with, with money, with success. And we try to put all these other things in there. And whenever all of a sudden, now we're, we're wondering why we're not working, why things aren't working, why things are, are, are wigging out. And what I was supposed to, what I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. And now you just got a fancy paperweight. You just reboot. And it sends it back to its factory settings. I want to encourage you this next year, reboot. Secondly, make God a priority, not an option. It's a problem. You have too many options in life. You've allowed things to step in to replace God. And, you know, listen, sometimes it's not enough to love something. Sometimes you have to hate something else. But let me me say that again. Sometimes it's not enough just to love God. You have to hate something. In in order to to fight for something, you have to hate something. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I hate to see my family in bondage. I hate to see my community lost. I hate to see these gang killings. I hate to see homelessness. I hate to see child pornography. I hate to see families torn apart. I hate to see our city being lost. I hate to see people having no purpose. I hate to see suicide. I hate to see certain things. What am I telling you? Is that it's not enough sometimes to love something. You gotta hate something else to develop a fire to fight for it. Make God a priority in your life, not an option. Thirdly, commit to living God's word, not just hearing it. Some of y'all got so many CDs and tapes and books in your car when you're driving. You got all, you're you're getting advice from the best around. you You don't do anything with it. All these financial books, but you're broke. All these workout books and you're fat. I'm sorry. All these spiritual books, but you don't know God. We don't need more information. We just need to act on what we already have. Come on. You know what, every single one of you in here, you don't need me telling you this. You're smart enough. Mario, you got this down, man. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. You don't need me to, this is what you, you already know, man. I mean, you, you, you're here today because you know this is the right place to start. The problem is our finish because half of you will be gone next Sunday because of where you were at Saturday night. Number four, most importantly, because you're going to blow it. We all do. I do. Number four, be willing to reboot again. Let me try this side. Be willing to reboot again. I was right. Man, Mark, you got, you got the side going on today, bro. You got to be willing to reboot. 
that there's times that I realize I'm off track and I have to get back on it again. Because I get off track. You're going to get off track at times. You know what? That's the great thing about God. Is that the first thing God created wasn't the heavens and the earth. It was what? Beginnings. Time. One of the things that God designed in time was this. Every 10 years is a new decade. Every 365 days, a new Every 30 days is a new, seven days is a new, 24 hours is a new, every 60 minutes is a, every 60 seconds. Because God has designed in time a fresh start. Last year was bad, you got a new one starting right here. Last week was bad. It's okay. It's Sunday. We're starting a new week. Start a new one. Last hour was bad. It's okay. We, we got a new hour about to start. You, you blew it that last minute. It's okay. In 60 seconds, we're going to start a new minute. You don't have to wait, is what I'm saying, to the beginning of the year to get things right in 2017. 2017 is going to be your greatest year. Why? It's because I'm going to take control of my situation. I'm going to reboot when I get off track. I'm going to change things when I have the opportunity. I'm not going to wait until 2018 to make a shift, to make a change, to make a transformation. I'm going to change when that opportunity happens every day, every week, every moment, every minute. Stay standing right where you are. Choices are important. Making a choice is important. But making a change is vital. How many of you made a choice in this next year to get out of debt? How many of you made a choice to strengthen your relationships? Good. How many made a choice to draw closer to God in this next year? Make God a priority. Good. How many of you made a choice to get healthy? Not skinny, just healthy. All right? Somebody say amen. Okay. You've all made the choice. My wife and I, last night, we had the fire going, you know, you can tell we're getting old. The fire going, explosions going on on the east side like it's Beirut. Dude, I swear, the east side, we just look for anything to blow up for any occasion. Explosions, fireworks, houses shaking, dogs are barking. What's a trip is we're just chilling. We got some jazz playing and we're, just, we're chilling. My wife and I are talking about our goals for this next year. What are our goals physically? What are our goals financially? What's our goals relationally in our marriage? What's our goals professionally? 
what are our goals, you know, spiritually? What, what, so we're, we're going all over all these things. We're just sitting there enjoying that time. Last night we made a choice. But a choice means nothing if you don't add the change. We've all made a choice. Everyone say choice. But if you don't make a change, it doesn't matter what choice you make. The choice becomes valid when a change becomes active. Choice becomes valid when the change becomes active. So I don't want you just to identify what you want to make better in 2017. I want you to identify what you're committed to making or doing better in 2017. I can throw out resolutions like crazy, but resolutions don't work. I'm I'm just being honest with you. Resolutions just don't work. We don't need another resolution. We need to make a change. I want to challenge you, every individual right now, just bow your heads, close your eyes, and I want you to make the principal thing. Let's start in the right place. Start in the right place right now. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Just where you're at right now, would you make a commitment to God and say, God, I I prioritize you. I want to start with you in 2017. I've allowed so many other things to take your place. But this new year, in order to make a new me, I need to make you a priority. In the beginning, God, Lord, let me start with you today. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.